Hello, my name is Xavier Mercado, and this is Spearhead Conversations. Today, I am joined by special guest, Niall X. Niall. Yo, 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 what's good? Hey, Niall is an artist out of Milwaukee that is setting some waves right now. Um, I recently watched him perform at Summerfest. I've also watched from afar on social media as he's about to begin another tour yes sir yeah um i could see the work ethic i could see the the artistry i i truly am a fan appreciate that and uh reaching out he said yes so he's here today so without further ado how you doing Nile? i'm doing good man what about you i'm doing good man just uh, you know, out here doing these interviews. <laughs> yes, sir. Successful ones, yeah. Hey, thank you, brother. Um, how how you been lately? You busy. Um, yeah, I've been busy, and uh, I'm just uh, I guess finally getting through my storm. Um, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. I, you know, everybody kind of go through that phase in life where, um, you know, things can be going really good. You're probably seeing overall, you probably just woke up for uh, a couple of weeks straight, which is really good energy. The weather was nice, you know. Yep. You got a raise at the job, you know what I'm saying? You got a lot of more money. A lot of things was going well. And then I went through a storm for like the last four to five months. And I've been kind of, it's been a roller coaster, but I'm, I feel like I'm finally coming at the tail end of that and I'm starting to see the brighter days. Hey, man, you know, um, I'll tell you personally, man, I can definitely relate to that. No, I've been homeless before, oh, you know, man. and, um, you know, that, that was a, a dark, tough period. But at the same time, I'm so grateful for it because it, it, it gives you that appreciation mm-hmm. and it gives that, you know, there will be better days yep. and you can always overcome. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there, there are going to be those days that are low, going to yeah. be those days that are a lot high. But at the end of the day, it's always the it's always the, the mindset. Mm hmm. So I'm happy to hear that you're coming out of those. Yeah, appreciate that, man. I, I definitely appreciate hearing that, too, because I don't really get a chance to, I guess, uh, hear that often, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people, they try to, like, put on the front like they don't go through those things. For and, sure. You know, I, I appreciate hearing those words of encouragement. Hey, no problem. So let's get right into it. Yes, sir. Yeah. So uh, where were you born? Um, born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yeah. Got you. What part of Milwaukee? Northside, um, I want to say like uh, 80th and Bender. That's kind of like 80th and Mill Road in a sense. Uh, that's kind of, you know, where, I, where a lot of my younger st- days stomping grounds was, like 39th and Florist. Um, you know, and, and even like uh, 95th and like, you know, Silver Spring. So kind of really north side, like really, really like, like you know. The, yeah. The north. The north, north. Yeah, bro. <laughs> well, I'll be out on Mill Road and next next week mm, i got a um going on to someone's platform and looking forward to it that's dope so um how was your childhood like um my childhood was it was all right um i felt like i was very to myself as a kid i'm a lot more out and and you know easy going like i, I speak more now because i like feel like as a kid since i wasn't speaking so much that that's what I'm making up for is not being able to say too much or not being able to say enough. Yeah. Um, 
But as a kid, I was very uh, introverted. I was very uh, observant, and mm-hmm. I was a badass too. I mean, I, I was doing a lot of things I should have had no business doing as far as a, a, you know, a kid entering a realm of like where I probably wouldn't have been able to return from. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Me too, <laughs> <laughs> man. But um, you know, it's those stages, man, that yeah. make us, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of music. What were hobbies of yours growing up? Uh, basketball. I mean, honestly, even to this day, I just don't have a lot of friends that's into a lot of different stuff. But I used to do like dodgeball, uh, basketball. I still do that currently with some of the homies. But um, I used to play football sometimes. Um, I even play a kickball match. You know, what I'm saying if you know if it was set up right or a softball game. You know. Yep. But um, yeah, I was just into stuff like that. I used to draw a lot. I was like into. I'm still into anime, so. I would like draw a lot of like my favorite characters and stuff. And That's even, fire. Yeah, you know, and I even tried to attempt making my own show at some point. So yeah, um, he's an artist too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get me wrong. I think um, it, that is what also uh, allow me to have a lot of uh, you know time to myself too. Mm-hmm. Um, it helped me slow the world down a little bit. Where when I did draw, it was like me, my thoughts, and they would be in like you know. They were collected. Yeah, and they, they were collected. Focused in, yep. And I was able to do, I was able to try, to try to put that on a piece of paper and it took time, but with that time, it was like, I was like making love with the pencil to the paper. Like I was stroking it with all my ideas and really taking that time to be to myself. Yeah. And so, you know, it was where I found peace, but then along the way, you know, music was kind of what was really becoming more of a love for me. Mm-hmm. And, um... You know, I was listening to, like I said, I started listening to music then, but before the the music, the hobbies I was into was just drawing, being really active, doing a lot of like sports and stuff. And um, yeah, that was pretty much that for the most part. Yeah. At what age did you you recognize that you had a, a love for music? Um, I think I was 15, 16. Got you. I was a uh, well. First and foremost, I had a love for music since a kid. Honestly, I was like, mm-hmm. I was probably like maybe like ten, nine before my granddad passed away, mm-hmm. and uh, or I maybe could have been a little younger than that. But I was like around that age, and my granddad was alive. He was at his, my grandparents' house, and they was watching BET and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, Usher came on and Let It Burn song, <laughs> and I was singing that. And you know, at, the, at the time, they called me. Uh, he called me uh, Pookie. You know what I'm saying? Okay, Pookie, Pookie got man. you. Or a poo man for like, you know, uh, what's his name? What do you poo? Yeah. And um, yeah, that that was basically when I like really, really was like, okay, maybe I want to do this later, but I don't have the confidence. And then mm-hmm. through time, I built that. Who were musical influences as far as, you You said Usher? Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because I was a freshman in high school when that song came out. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's crazy, bro. It is. Is it? Let it burn. <laughs> <laughs> But um, who else? Who were who were people that you were listening to, um, growing up that that just grabbed your attention? Um, it was it was different phases, so I'm gonna try to keep it brief. Yeah. Um, yeah. So of course, Usher, the R and B music, and the, you know when I'm younger, the radios would be listening to a lot, right? So mm-hmm. you got Lil Wayne striking, you got T Pain striking, you got. Uh, again, a lot of the old school, like Eric Badu on the radio sometimes. Oh, for sure, got, man. You know, you just got a lot of ludicrous, all the other stuff. So mm-hmm. earlier, I was listening to a lot of the early, like, you know, music, the hits that was on the radio and stuff and the BT like hits or whatever. But um, as I got older, uh, Mac Miller and Lil Wayne was 
it for me. It was like, okay, yeah. Mac Miller has the like frat boy, like fun party, like MTV mm-hmm. vibes. I'm all for that, right? Yeah. And then you had Lil Wayne who was like very Kobe Bryant with the sport of rap. And it was just like, I love how competitive he is. And I love that even though it's like, you know, kind of backpack rap, mm-hmm. he's really finessing it so hard where it's like, he can get on anybody track oh. and hit that bitch with that Wayne track. Well, that, that, I think it was the Carter 3 mm. that he came out with a milli. Mm. And that summer was 2008. And I always remember that because I did music back when, you know, okay. there was a stage where I was I was doing music, but it was that. more freestyle. So it was like mm. going to, to parties and actually, you know. Ciphers, man. Ciphers, exactly. You got to live in those, bro. I but feel um, I feel like Lil Wayne at that time was the biggest influence for me. Mm. Boom. You know how it goes. Yeah. But um he 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 literally, man, just the the way he played with his words. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, there there was that stage. So I, I could definitely see that. But Mac Miller is another one too because mm-hmm. man, what summer was that? 10? 11? Yeah, that's when he was really hitting. Oh, he was hitting hard. Was bro. Hitting. I'm talking like, about he dropped the mixtape <laughs> kids, I think like a that either that year or it was like either 10 or 11. And then, of course, you know, you had a lot of people. Um, and, and that's funny that we just leeway to that because yeah. it weren't from, you know, the R&B music, kind of the, you know, neo-soul type of vibes before, right? Yeah. To the Mac Miller, Lil Wayne, to, okay, well, I love what Wayne did. He's been doing so amazing for so long. Mm-hmm. Now I'm introduced to Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Oof. And, and then you get Kendrick Lamar with the storytelling and it being so, you know, super efficient. And then you get that where you're like, okay, I want more of this. And so you you get our future that comes out. You get TDE. You know, J. Cole's doing J. His Cole. Thing. I was about to say, there's you know, no way he can't mention J. Cole no, right no, now. No, for sure. <laughs> it, it, was, it, was, it was a beautiful time. And yes. I think that that is what really shaped me. Like, I was, it was cool to listen to Mac Miller and mm-hmm. Lil Wayne and all mm-hmm. the stuff before, but... Your 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 era, the way you're explaining, you came up through because you had J Cole had for Friday Night Lights. Yep. He had all his mixtapes coming out. Like mm-hmm. bro, like it was to be an artist at that point. It's like yes, I got this. And they all and it's and it's, and it's beautiful because I want to say, um, what do you? Okay, so let me ask you a question. What do you consider uh, the golden era of hip hop? Wait, to say that, what, um, what year do you feel like? What we consider okay, golden era hip hop, like this is when some of like the greatest times started really shifting culture. Man, um, so I was alive during Pac and Biggie. Okay, I can't say like I remember totally, but around that time, just the music that was coming out, you had Bone Thugs, you had mm-hmm. you had Pac, Nas, you had Jay Z, Jay Z. Like right before two thousand, Jay Z took the game by storm. Mm-hmm. And for me, Jay-Z is always going to be... It's always going to be Jay-Z and Nas. Okay. I'm a bigger fan of Nas. Speaking about that, yeah. Nas has been eating these last couple of years. That, for real. That Magic 3 is just fire because Magic 2 and Magic 1 was... I was listening to Magic 1 and not the sidetrack and stuff. No, no, no. You're good. I was listening to... Side, and, I, and if you want to speak about yeah, yeah. The Jay-Z, Nas, I would choose Nas as well. I think Nas yeah. is... Yeah. But... Um, you know, Nas has been really, really eating with his reemergence of like... I guess his love for the music because mm-hmm. there was a time where, yeah, he was respected for so long because of his illmatic and what yep. his, but it was a time he started trying to make a comeback and some yeah. of the songs weren't hidden, you know. You know, he went through the, he went through these phases, and the reason why I say I pick Nas over because he's a lyricist at the end mm-hmm. of the day, and his lyricism, I'm always been someone that really 
really am focused on words mm-hmm. and the meaning and the message that I'm putting out. That's what I love about your music, bro. Appreciate you, bro. Um, that right there to me tells me that you're taking the time out, you're 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 using your intellect, and you have an appreciation for the artistry you're putting out. And I always call it artistry because that's what it is. Thank you. Um, but yeah, man, right before 2000s, like. It's a hard not life mm. for us. Mm. And then, you know, Dead Presidents and, and all these yeah, fucking bro. jams. I'll tell you, that for me was it. That was everything. Yeah. Because it, it really, man, like these, now you look at them today. Jay-Z's able to sell you a lifestyle. Yeah. You know amazing. what I mean? And he's amazing at it. So he can go underground for five years, seven years at a time. Yeah. And then reemerge and do it. That's what makes Jay-Z great. But with Nas, it's like, you know, you watch him go through these stages, especially the one he did with Damian Marley. Mm. Um, you know, doing the African roots, the, mm. the going to the motherland and just really focusing on who he was. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's it, when you see something like that out of an artist, that's an appreciation. So it's yeah. like music, I've always been able to timeline with my life. Like I could tell you, you you bring up a song, I could tell you what age I was, mm-hmm. like type ordeal. But it's that that to me was the golden era, you know. Um, which is okay. So that's dope. Um, which I I'm not gonna say I, I didn't expect you to say something around that because I yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I feel like to me, I guess, and it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. 2011, 2012 was like for sure because again, like just like how you you fell in love with music and you just like so like. And indulged in it because of how mm-hmm. interesting it was, how like life changing and how subject matter important. And, you know, it was just so like on point with where everything was mm-hmm. in life, and it helped people as artists and people grow. I was feeling that same way in 2011, 2012, because my same favorite artist was inspired by those artists we were just talking about. Yes, and of course, and they they praised them so highly and talked so highly about them. It's like, you know. To be able to be like, man, I love a Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. and then Kendrick Lamar does a song with Jay Z, and they're both ripping. Yep, you know, and it's like, I, mm. yeah, man, you know, music, man, it's the universal language, and, and, and to be honest with you, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. can I ask you this question? What year did you graduate high school? Uh, 2016. So this makes sense. So you, when we're talking about this, we got to think about, you know. The age difference, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I graduated in 07. It, it was different, you know, at, the, at this, the stages I came up. But I do have an appreciation for the time you're talking about. When did you, um, at what point did you tell yourself, okay, music is something that, now you've heard all these people and you, you went through these stages, like, for you. Like, when was music something you told yourself you could do? Um... Cause I was doing music, but I don't think I was like fully um, indulged in it. Cause I was watching a lot of, um, I was watching a lot of Cypher Sway in the Mornings. Cause that was a thing for a while. Yep. Uh, Sway in the Morning and Funkmaster Flex and One Hundred Six was me. Yeah, hey, you, know, you know, hey, it was crazy. That too. That was yeah. also part of the sport. Getting out of high school, uh, you know, getting out of school, getting off the bus, you do the homework. But while you are getting there. Freestyle Friday is not too soon after you get off the bus. Yep, you know? For so sure. So you, you getting what's his name? Blind Fury and all them going crazy. Yep, like, yeah. You know? Yeah. So um I fell in love with it. I'm gonna say 2013, 2014. Cause um again, I said 2016 was my last school year um of high school. And it's because 2013, 2012, I actually entered a talent show at an older school. 
middle, like high school that I used to go to, and I won first place. Wow. It's, it was with a homie of mine back then. His name was Nelson. Shout out to Nelson. Um, mm. You know, from the south side, too. He's from, you know, south side here. So, you know, he was also putting on for his side of the city and it's for the city as a whole. And, you know, we kind of came together. We did a, a version, uh, like a remix where we wrote, wrote in our own verses to uh, 187 by Tiger. So okay. it was 187 featuring uh, Rick Ross. And, you know, he was rapping, you know, it was in like the little, well, I think it was, in, I think at the time when we did this, I don't think we was outside, I think it was like inside the lunchroom, mm-hmm. but it was a talent show. And so this was like right before I got to 10th grade, I'm like, if I make it, if I win this, then just like with my teacher, Mr. Meyer, who was my science teacher at the time, yeah, and my teacher, Mr. V, who kept telling me and kept putting it in my head, like, yo, bro, you, I don't think your, your idea of, you know, being here is where you, like, I think your mind is somewhere else. And they was they was study pressuring me to go to high school of the arts. Yeah. And um, after I won first place that year, that year, the next year, tenth grade, I said, you know, I'm going to the arts, and I went there. They accepted me, like that. And you know, ever since then, my life kind of really been changing. It's seen a lot of bitter sides. Man, that's a that's a beautiful thing, man. And I was I was against it for so long, bro. That's yeah. the crazy thing. Like they were telling me, like, oh yeah, you know, um. Uh, yeah, man, you should go to the high school of the arts. I hear it's a program. They they do a lot with music. Ooh, I'm like, yeah. you know, I always say this. God bless, you know, our educators because, yep. like, you know, you have those bad apples, but you also have those good apples. And I, I recently did an episode with my educators where I, I pay homage to them. And it's it's important because these are these are one in the third grade, one in the fifth grade, and mm-hmm. one in high school. These were very pivotal moments in my life. And, um, you know, just having those voices next to me, mm-hmm. understanding who I was, they, you know, they got me along. Now, when you went to the School of Arts, mm-hmm. has your alias, Nile X Nile? Yeah, that's how you said it. Always been mm-hmm. Nile X? So how many have you had before then? Um, I only had one, and I was rocking that for so long. And then I kind of felt, because I was turning 18 when I had that name. But when I, when I, I so... 28, when I turned 18 slash 19 is when I really solidified who I want to be. But um, when I turned 18, my name was going as something else. Uh, young, young Epic, you know. Okay, got yeah, you, got you. It was very kind of immature. It wasn't really what mm-hmm. I wanted to. And um, I had did a whole switch. Like I had just found out how to get to distribution, to streaming services. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, you know. In business meetings and later on in life, do I want people to call me Young Epic? Like that was something that I want to do as a superhero alias slash like listening to Mac Miller's music all the time. You know, I was like, okay, I kind of like the vibe. I like the and that was cool as a kid, but it was time to grow up. So um, denial came about because I was already really into like little stuff like that, like just little, you know, um, things around the world. That, like again, I'm into like stuff like wolves. I'm into like you know a little weird enchanted forests kind of. Mm-hmm. I'm into like just little stuff like that. So. I was into denial because I, I I love how important it is to its community. Mm-hmm. I love how important denial is to Egypt as a whole. I love how spiritually uh, important it is to the plants and the animals and the people. And yeah. I just wanted my music to feel like that when people listen to it. Like, Get it. So I was just like, I'm going to be Nile. And then when I did that, I typed it in and you seen like a band and a whole bunch of other different Niles. And I was like, 
Ski Master Slum God, he he goes by Ski Mask for short, but <laughs> you, you know it's a whole thing. So let me just do yeah. Nile X Nile, mm-hmm. and at the time, you know, and still my favorite anime is Hunter X Hunter. So Nile X Nile was just kind of the perfect like branding for what I was going through at the time. So. For sure, man. Um, how would you describe yourself as an artist? Um, I'm very uh, now not like I was before, but now I'm mm-hmm. very personable. Um, I'm very. Um, I'm very, uh, I'm everywhere sometimes, but I'm very personable, and I I like to be very intentional about a lot of stuff that I am doing. Um, I like again like to wake up and hear bands like maybe the Internet or Hiatus Coyote, for sure. But also, I love to hear artists like Isaiah Rashad, Joey Badass, and yeah, man, you know, uh, maybe a no name Gypsy throwing her name and somebody from Chicago who's really like really dope. You know what? Let's give her. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, but you know, I, I love that because again, like Chicago, like artists like you know, a Chance, a Vic Mensa, a Mick Jenkins, or mm-hmm. you know, Saba or stuff like that, and then also hearing like again, artists like a TDE type of artist, or you know, just somebody in the industry who still, in a mm-hmm. sense, kind of can feel underground, but yeah. give you industry type of flavors is is everything because. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, I, I know I speak about Kendrick a lot. That's who I was listening to a lot. Like when I really made the transition to Nile and went to really focus on storytelling a little bit more than what I was doing. You know, he kind of, um, you know, in my eyes, for an alternative hip hop rapper, he's a rapper, yeah. but a hip hop rapper. But for as an alternative hip hop rapper, um, he had he has to meet an ideal career where. Mm-hmm. You know, he can still talk about the type of subject matter he's talking about. He's maybe a little political now, a lot more. Yeah, yeah. He was political coming up. He's a political a lot more. But even though you're not making hits like, you know, like crazy hits like a Drake or something like that mm-hmm. or a Wayne or Jay-Z or something, yeah. you, you still exist in this world where even if people were like, you know, the same debate with the who's the GOAT. Oh, my, my GOAT is Michael Jordan. My GOAT is LeBron James. Yeah. It's like at least his name is being mentioned because he's doing what he wants to do and he's doing it how he's doing it. Yeah. So, you know, to be able to like have people at your mercy instead of the labels and all these different like people around you trying to tell you what to do with your career, yeah. I feel like it's very ideal. It's very like you don't have to have um, no strings attached to things that you don't need. Everything could be very intentional in the way you plan it to be. And For I love sure. that. So. Man, so how would you describe your creative process? Sometimes it is like that. You know, if the beat is speaking to me, sometimes I really need to, most of the times, maybe sometimes, most of the times I have to feel like I'm relating what I'm going through in the music to kind of talk about what I'm going Like, yeah, my it could be very, very like, I'm in the I'm in the studio all day trying to get a song together just to make sure mm-hmm. I don't say the wrong things and say the right things in the right way. And then sometimes it could be very, you know, like I said, snap of the fingers, very easy because sometimes it could just be, the words could be just writing itself. The beat could be writing itself, you know? It'd yeah. be playing and it just come on. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. But it could be, it'd be just playing and then the words just flow out. So, um, you know, it, it'd be kind of up and down, but it all depends, I feel like, on the vibe and the, the sound of the beat. Okay, got you. Um, you know, one thing I noticed about you, and I appreciate it the most. Like it's probably the most is it's how often you perform. Mm. I think that's a big part about you know being an artist. Mm. I mean, yeah, of course, like writing the music, creating the music. Um, but you know, it's it speaks it speaks a lot um, when you perform because you get personable with and how you said you are a personable artist. Um, 
with fans that listen, fans like me. I've seen you at Summerfest. I've seen you at Chill on the Hill. Um, you you do quite, yeah, you're performing a lot. Appreciate it. Um, do you have any pre-performance rituals you do? Um, I play the I play Apex. Okay, okay. You uh, like it? Let me turn on this. <laughs> I'm an Apex legend. Hold guy. up, are you team PlayStation or Xbox? Oh, PS all day. Okay, man. boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you a PlayStation man too? I'm PlayStation oh, yes. all day, brother. Man, shout out to the Xbox gamers, but man, y'all need to quit playing with yourselves and get that five or four. Get man. that vote. Mm-hmm. No, but um, so that's one of the things. Sometimes I uh. Do the hookah as well. I mean, tobacco is bad for you, but, you know, yeah. that's kind of, it relaxes me a little bit when my nerves are bad. So I try to not do it so often, but when I do do it, I feel like it kind of puts me in a better mind state to kind of just chill and just get everything together. Um, I do pray before shows so that way I can, like, make sure that, you know, the higher power is definitely, like, guiding me through uh my deliverance of the show. Cause I, yeah. my thing is I try to always make sure I give it my all. Sometimes I might stumble. Sometimes, you know, I might give a really good show. And I just want to say thank you to anybody who has been to a show where I haven't stumbled or did anything. Like that was God flowing through me. So yeah. you know, he just made sure that he, uh, that y'all had a great show. But um, yeah, that, those are pretty much my pregame rituals. Sometimes, you know, I just try to, you know, pray. I try to just, you know, not drink so much water and just not to eat so much until after the performance. So I don't be like bloated up there and all, you know, tired. Yeah. And um, yeah, I play Apex, man. So. That's dope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, before you get to the next question, uh, I know you said it a little bit, but I want to, um, I want to know your opinion. What, did, what do you feel like you can consider my 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 art? As for, what would you call somebody if somebody told you like what type of how would you describe his music? What would you say? Soul. Okay. You know, I, I feel like you're very in tune with what you're writing. I feel you're very in tune with um, your messages. Appreciate that. That's, that's what I appreciate about your music. Believe me, man, it, it's like, you know, this platform I use because I, I really want to get the, the voices I feel need to be heard and, and, and also show just a unity amongst the city. Thank you. But when I run across artists like you, it's it's so much more than the music, and I can see that. Mm. And, you know, my love for music, it's always been, I'll tell you, after this interview, I could show you some music of mine and you you, you won't, like, you wouldn't see it coming from me. Mm. But at the same time, it's, I, I believe in messages. I believe your words have power. Thank you. So when I look at you, I definitely see, I see it coming from the soul. I see it, you tapping into other parts of who you are. And then you share it. And that is, that's art. So it's like, yeah, for sure, man. I appreciate that, bro. Hey, no problem. Um, do you remember your first performance and the emotions that were going through you at the time? You know you done done a lot of <laughs> shows. Yeah, yeah, but I'm trying to see because yeah. I think my first actual real break uh, was on, at Fire on Water. Uh, it was with me and the gang. I don't even. I, it was me and the gang when I did this. It was on Fire on Water. This is at the time when Fire on Water on Water Street was actually like busing, busing. And um, we were opening up for uh, an artist. And this was like our first time really, in in a sense, like actually performing outside of high school. Because mm-hmm. this is when we were like, you know, you know, we was kind of like 
soft. We was kind of like juniors, okay. seniors. Yeah, man. but like we was like, man, we were talking about it. Like, man, okay, we we doing the live band stuff. We performing with like in front of the auditorium stuff like that. We doing that little stuff. That's cool. But now we actually able to take the stuff we've been manifesting and writing yeah. to the real world. You know, and I was very nervous. My hands were sweaty. You know, what I'm saying the palms are sweaty, knees. <laughs> you know? No, but my hands were sweaty. Um, I'm sure I probably stumbled, but. Um, after that performance, we were told uh, by someone that, you know, they liked what we did, but if we took it to the next level and performed without using a lot of the lyrics over most of the song, mm -hmm. we'd knock it out the park. And so when you see or hear any type of form of how I perform now, like, I, I even got some more, more dangerous that now I just, you just throw the instrumental on and I'll just rap over the whole instrumental. And yeah. then it'd be like how people really... In, in, enjoy rappers and artists who really can do like that. I'm trying my best to get to a point where more of my set is more so just the instrumental and then like the everybody in the crowd really just sees me performing it and like gets the gist of what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But it's, I'm still slowly moving into it. But I know for a fact when I first started, that's what it was. I performed over some some lyrics. It was cool. Again, my heart was beating real fast because, again, you know, it's your first time really putting yourself in front of a lot of people at a club mm -hmm. or at a bar, whatever you want to call Fire and Water. But it was the first time into the actual industry here in Milwaukee, like the underground scene. And um, it was very, very nerve wracking, but I enjoyed it and I appreciated it. Yeah. Awesome, man. I always, I always, you know, when I'm, when I'm interviewing an artist, I always want to know, like, when was the first time you got on stage? Because I remember the first time I got on stage. Yeah. And it's crazy how I was because I was so nervous, so nervous, so nervous. Then yeah. I got on the stage and it just like it that. clicked. Yeah. It clicked. I, it, it, I'm i able to be in front of, I've been in front of major crowds. Mm -hmm. But it's something, man. I feed off that energy. It just, it hits different. It's yeah. a type of rush. I can't explain, mm -hmm. you know. Um, it, it, it's inspiring when you get it right. Yeah, yeah, dude. And, you know, I'm not saying every show that I ever performed went good. Because yeah, God knows the, some of the shows that I did was kind of, uh, mm -hmm. let's not speak of that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a, yeah, man. I love the energy of crowds and, and just, you know, it is. Um, what highlights stand out throughout your career? Man, um... Uh, so I'm gonna just I'm gonna just plug a few different highlights. Of course, I'm gonna say like the bigger moments too. But I'm gonna, before I say the bigger moments, I got like two moments mm -hmm. um, that kind of really shaped me. And I'm gonna just get right to the big moment. So the first moment, uh, I'm gonna just say as a kid, bro. Um, it was Black History Month. Mm -hmm. um, again, we were all assigned to read a quote from maybe like a, I think Martin Luther King. Um, on Mark, on like basically like this day that we had at the auditorium slash gym to kind of read back to the gym full of parents, kids, stuff like that, teachers. Mm -hmm. on it. Um, so I don't do homework. I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes I, uh, <laughs> I <laughs> love that. I don't do homework. I, it sucks because like <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I guess I'm really bad at it. I mean, I'm good at doing yeah, work. Yeah, I but got you. I got you. The discipline. But anyway, so I go home. Um, again. Fucking off the opportunity, to, and I'm a kid. I'm like just like first grade, you know. Mm -hmm. Fucking off the opportunity to get it right, and um, we in front of a, a whole auditorium full of people, 
And I end up reading because I was remembering the person next to me's quote more than I was remembering my own. Okay. I ended up reading theirs. And then when I had to pass the mic, he was like, hey, that was my quote. The whole auditorium laughs at me. I'm embarrassed. I run in the back. I'm crying. I'm a kid. You know, for Yeah, day. yeah. And so that was a mo- the moment, the turning point where I was like, I'm just going to start taking my career serious. And or, or not, not career at the time. It was literally just, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But talking in front of people. I was telling myself I would never embarrass myself like that again. Mm-hmm. So that was one. And then the next one was uh, I feel like I actually had figured out how to get crowd control down packed. Yep. And I want to say like 2017, 2018, mm-hmm. um, a lady named uh, Miss Mocha uh, presents. She uh, does MKE Expanded and that brand and everything. She threw a four on four day, you know. Okay. And it was a really, really good like four on four day at Cactus Club. Uh, we had a lot of heavy hitters on the bill, but I feel like then I was coming into my own. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really like had made a difference. I turned, I kind of stood out for myself where nobody really knew about me. And if people did, it was like, okay, you're, you're this kid that came out, came out the blue with dreads. We see you hanging around certain people. Like, you know, what do you do? And I had songs where the crowd was very engaged and they were jumping up and down. They was listening to me and it seemed mm-hmm. like people really cared. So after that, of course, opening up for Pusha T was a moment in my career, 2022, uh, last year. Say what? Yeah, I opened up for Pusha T at the rave. <laughs> yeah. My boy out here. Wait, this man <laughs> opened up? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I opened up for Pusha T. Uh, that was really dope. They gave me a 30-minute set. You know, any major, any anything of that nature mm-hmm. could have probably hit, played me off and was just like, nah. 10 minutes, 15 minutes. No. What's the biggest venue you ever performed in front of? Summerfest. Summerfest? Yeah, and oh, how was it? Let me tell you back. Hold on. Okay. I did Turner Hall, but it wasn't nearly the amount of people in the rooms as the rave or Summerfest. Summerfest was big, and I was there. And I had to stand on a bench on the back. To, uh, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, I was proud. That's when I told I, my wife's the one who took the picture of me that you hit me up about. That was fire. Um, Appreciate it. My wife took that picture and shout out to your wife. And when hey, I love you, babe. <laughs> but when I got down from there, I'm like, oh, I gotta get a hold of him. Mm. We gotta make this happen. He's he's doing things. And uh, you know, I previously um I uh interviewed Wave. Mm-hmm. So he was on stage with you and I'm just like, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love I love what you guys are doing. Appreciate so Summerfest, you say, is the biggest? Yeah, Summerfest is the biggest. Um, the rave would have been the second biggest. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. Honestly, man, I was trying my best to stay very, um, I mean, I'm still humbled about everything again, right? Yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not like, you know. I can see that, man, and it, it definitely shows, bro, man. Yeah, I got, I love, I love the everything that I'm doing. And thing is, like, I, I hate that at some point when people aren't documenting or talking to mm-hmm. people who are doing stuff in the community, people have to feel like they have to bark a little bit or talk about their accolades because at the end yeah. of the day, you know, you can go to Chicago and more people. And again, again, mm-hmm. I, I know I compare Chicago a lot to our city, but yeah. You know, there's a lot more resources there. People are actually covering artists. People are actually caring about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Again, like, you have more, way more outlets. We have a lot of outlets here, we but do. you have a lot of outlets in Mo- in Chicago that's actually caring about what these artists yeah. are doing. There's local artists who are getting some type of respect from other blogs and things in the city. Mm-hmm. There's a bigger artist that's getting love and respect from, you know, major blogs and stuff like and radio stations and stuff like that in the city. And I think we're starting to slowly get that, yeah. but... 
Um, I mean, if you look at it, this is what oh, no, exactly, this is this yeah. is definitely that. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's 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 wanting to get those voices out because I feel like there's too much talent here, brother. Mm-hmm. There's too much talent here. Like I'm Puerto Rican, and there's there's many reggaeton artists that come out of the South Side, mm-hmm. and believe me, I know some of them. But, shout out, um, not to cut you off. Yeah. We're gonna, we gonna go there. Gego uh, Inoni. Shout out Gego Inoni. Yeah. Shout out to my boy Zonk. Uh, Rulon, he's yeah. a really dope artist as well too. If oh, you I've haven't checked him out, you should I've check him out. I've heard of him. I've heard of him. Yeah, man, it's it's a lot of beautiful things going on in the community, bro. Like I think that um, a lot of togetherness, a lot of more mm-hmm. unity needs to be happening because, like you said, with me and Wave, right? Me and Wave really have a brother relationship. Like I look at him like my big brother for real, mm-hmm. and to even be able to share the stage with him over over so many times, I told him and I and I continue to tell him because again. I am very appreciative of my mm-hmm. situation in life. You know, I was looking up to you when you was on your run. I was yeah. looking up to you, and he still has a run. He, it hasn't has stopped, it, yeah. but I was looking up to him when he was, you know, signed to Yo Gotti. You know, I was listening to his music. His uh, My guys was playing his music. We was listening to him on SoundCloud, all that, like riding around in, like, 2016, trying to figure out what the scene was about. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just, just as a kid, being able to be like, yo, bro, we can make music together, and you really like what I'm doing, and... There's no ego in place. There's nobody talking about, oh, no, I had to do this for bro because bro needed mm-hmm. it. Like, he really fucks with what I'm doing. I really fuck with you know, he's what he's doing. doing. Yeah. And, it's, and it's really Milwaukee. It's about growth. Yeah. The person who edits all the visuals um, um, for my platform, Okay. I, I've known him since we were in diapers. Mm-hmm. We took baths and sinks together, bro. Like, he's the one who told me on the visual side all the equipment that I needed. Now we have a replica. So if I ever go to the web, uh, the replica setup. So if I ever go to the West Coast, like I just did mm-hmm. a couple months back, um, he has the same setup as me. The board, the cameras, the whole nine. Mm-hmm. And I have a hub out there, so I don't need to take my um, my equipment. He comes out. He comes out to Milwaukee like he just did. I just went to Missouri with him because mm-hmm. he does his podcast. He's a leather guy. Shout out to Stephen Van Plu. You know, he has my equipment. So we drove to Missouri, got my equipment. In a way, like, it's that what you, that type of relationship you have with Wave, it's growth. Mm-hmm. It's believing in each other, and it's also helping each other get to the milestones you guys want to get to. Yeah. I think that's very important. It's unity at the end of the day. Most people, I hate, to, I hate to say this because it's a struggling matter in Milwaukee. Everyone wants that spotlight, but no one realizes if you play your part and you know you ha- like you'll know if you have something, but if you play your position at that, yeah, you'll get far, man. And that's another thing I want to speak on too. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure y'all know who Huey V is, right? Yeah, yeah, man. That's the homie. Shout out to Huey V. I want to give him a big shout out. And I want to give him his flowers now. Um, I I met him uh, technically in person, but I knew about him um, a year prior. Because uh, the NBA playoffs is going on, yeah. and a lot of people, <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie, a lot of people know. Um, you know, I, I love Milwaukee. Don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? But for so long, the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, you know, you better own this, man. Yeah, man. You know, <laughs> he was like they were trying. No. Hey, look, the Bucks, man. So anyway, you know, I'm really a James Harden fan, and um, yep. that's the biggest thing Milwaukee Bucks people uh, fans hate. They hate James Harden. So, um, yeah. You know, they got their ring, and um, before they got their ring, like a year before, 
you know, they were they lost in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And I met him because he was somebody that added me on Facebook. And at the time, I didn't know who he was. I just thought he was somebody trying to troll me and try to like, you know, mm-hmm. oh yeah, look, look at your team, you know, woo woo. Look at our Bucks, our Bucks still in the playoffs, woo woo. And then you know, I was just like, yeah, man, he's like some, you know, whatever, unfriend yeah. him, right? Mm-hmm. We meet in person the next year. It's this all this story is gonna have some relevance. Trust me. Okay. So yeah. we meet again, <clears throat> but in person this time a year after at South by Southwest in Texas, and um, you know, we chopping it up. I'm like, bro, you. Bro, I didn't even know that was, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we we chopping it up. We having, you know, a real good conversation about, like, you know, the community of Milwaukee and, you know, just stop where he's at and where I'm at and, you know, what more we want to do to try to bring more of the community together. Mm-hmm. And um, he come back home. We come back home, like, maybe two months after that. Well, I come out, not, not exactly two months. I went, I came back yeah. a few, like a week or so, a couple of days after that. And then he comes back home like two months after that. But we, we speak on that in mm-hmm. Texas that, yo, I'm tapping back into the city soon. Let's link up. We should work. I'm like, yeah. bro, I would love to work with you. Let's do it. I end up coming up with the song Paper Route. Okay. Um, I hit him up and I was just like, yo, bro, let's get on this. We do the song, but it, you know, and when we do the song, so many people love it, but I bring all that up to say, like, just like with Wave, mm-hmm. working with Huey V was the same type of energy. Like, okay, got we you. We both understand, we all understand what it means to, okay, as long as you're serious, we're going to try to make mm-hmm. sure we help each other platform. Yeah. And, you know, Huey signed, so I don't know if I yeah. really helped him at all, you know, on anything. But, yeah, man. But I appreciate the nigga doing the song with me, you know what I'm saying? Because that song is definitely like a lot of people's favorite song. Where it's that with me and Wave is a lot of people's favorite song. Like, and it's just all about the unity of Milwaukee. Like, yeah. we're all, I'm sure, Northside artists, mm-hmm. but we're coming together to show that there's more to our community than, like, you know, yeah. the little chickens and everything, <laughs> you know. Shout out to them, though. What's your favorite original? Cause we're talking on music, so like, what's your favorite original that you created? Um, it it kind of uh, fluctuates because I was really into a paper route. Yeah, and I was like, man, this song is like one of those songs that kind of give you hope and like ambitious like vibes. And but then I I dropped the album Nostalgia, and yeah, there's a lot of songs on there that depending on the day, I'm just in love with it a lot more than any other song. So, mm-hmm. is anything I feel like on nostalgia as of right now, and then uh, it'll dance from paper route to like some of those. Got you. How's it been touring? Because you're touring a lot, you're about to go back on tour. No, oh, financially, it's a pain, bro. <laughs> man, hey, man, you you know, one thing I'll say. What's up? Scare money don't make money, bro. Hey, look, <laughs> you ain't never lie. And that's the beautiful thing. I've been realizing that um, with me being able to go out of these, you know, sit, okay, so I'm going to say this too, another little yeah. quick story, but it's to answer that question. Yeah, yeah. So um, I was blessed with a grant, you know what I'm saying? So I had, you know, a couple funds mm-hmm. to, to bless me while I was in Texas. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and those funds was enough to basically finish the rest of the tour. The tour was about like a month. Yeah. Um. I do all the booking myself. I reach out to the venues. I really, you know. Yeah. Again, it goes back to those. Look at this statues. dude. Get it, you know, bro. You know, and um, it's it's a lot sometimes because you got to like really be on top of the schedule with, you know, make sure emails get back to you in enough time. Make sure these certain dates and stuff is being like represented well, promoted well. Having the right amount of openers and stuff. Uh, I brought my boy Fred, the black kid, on tour with me to open up for me. It was such an amazing tour. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was dope. But um, you know um. Like I said, I had a little budget. I was able to pay uh, little increments of whatever I could, but 
people was able to say that they either got paid working with me or, you know, and I was able to handle it professionally from yeah. the venues to the, to the, you know, the budgeting to like the traveling. Only problem was I thank God that, um, you know, I was able to receive that budgeting because that helped with a little bit of marketing, that helped with paying for certain venues, that mm-hmm. helped with, again, paying certain artists and certain people to help promote it, paid certain people to do flyers. You know, it, it went out to paying a lot of different people yeah. for what I needed to take care of. So um, this next tour is going to be challenging. Um, it's not that I don't have any budgeting, but it's the the, the yeah. funds that I'm going to be getting is going to be coming a little later than, you know, usual. Yeah. And, I'm gonna just have to learn how to pivot, use my brain, like my my business savvy, like way of like how to survive this tour. But once sure. I feel like I get through this, I feel like I'll be able to do so many tours without like even yeah. I, I'll tell you, man, and the reason why I say scare money don't make no money, it's I've noticed, you know what I mean, through my journey. The more I've invested, the more mm-hmm. I've seen. And um, I had a teacher even tell me, you know, the greatest investment you're ever gonna make is in yourself. Yes, sir. You know, so with that, when I see that, I love it, man. That's a part of the journey. That's part of the story. Most people think, oh, you're trying to get to the end point. No, not sound cliche. It's what happens in the middle that makes this worth it, everything. Because this is a make or break you. Like you said, the investment is if other people are really seeing it, and again, if the music is making sense, if you're being represented well, if you're a good person, you might most likely strike gold and somebody want to come and get behind that and For really sure. support you full force, you know? So, yeah. yeah, man, I ain't, you know, I ain't, I don't know it all, but I know enough right now where I'm doing it myself and I'm very, very uh, blessed to be doing it. How do you feel Milwaukee has attributed to your success? Um, Well, I guess I can get technical, bro. Um, I did push a T. There was only one media source that covered it. That was Milwaukee General Sentinel. Wow. Um, and it wasn't that I didn't promote it. It wasn't that nobody knew. I spoke about it a week in advance. Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, you know, it was just cared about to who cared, you know. And then Summerfest, uh, it was a little bit more because I was able to go to Channel 12 News. I was yeah. able to go to um, Spectrum Spectrum News 1. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they showed Spectrum News 1 actually reached out to me. So shout out to Spectrum News 1 because uh, I believe her name is... Katarina, I, I'm mm-hmm. sorry if I'm butchering your name. I hope I'm saying it right. But she hit me up and she had interest. She called me personally and was like, I would love to interview for her. And that meant a lot to me. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the news sources here get content and lazy with, and it, this is just me saying this, they, they get content and lazy with once they cover a person, boom, that's it. Mm-hmm. Their platform just needed you once. Bro, we go through a whole 12 months of living. Yeah, you mean to tell me that once you co- you covered and interviewed me, and also shout out to one hundred one point seven The Truth because they are another source that I have been on more than once in yeah. the last maybe year, mm-hmm. and because one hundred one point seven actually Ben Jamming, shout out to Ben, um, mm-hmm. he was actually another source that actually covered me after I did Pusha T. Um, he we spoke. He was like, "Yo," he said some real encouraging words, and I and I, and I you know love Ben for that because Ben is very encouraging he's very like you know supportive of the community and everything of that nature but um he said some things and it really like strike struck uh, a muscle because i'm like you know he really is for the community yeah yeah. and you can see that and again like i said like you get milwaukee journal Sentinel where maybe if it's brought to their attention or if they do their own research they'll cover it but yeah a lot of other local sources 
and, and, and maybe Milwaukee during uh, Milwaukee record. I don't want to butcher, butcher nobody, so I'm trying to make sure I remember everybody. So it's yeah. Milwaukee uh, record. Shout out to Matt Wild and Tyler Moss. Uh, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and uh, we're going to view, I mean 101.7 The Truth mm -hmm. they all knew they all supported me so love everybody else was like I just didn't know that happened I didn't and it and it kind of crazy it's kind of crazy to me because again like I'm doing a lot of good things mm -hmm. that's not being covered but the moment if something negative were to happen I'd be the talk of town and, and it'd just be such a bad representation of somebody who's really like working really hard so I'm not mad at it. I'm just confused because, again, it goes back to if you want to put the right spotlight on Milwaukee again, yeah. there should not be a reason why, okay, I just did Pusha T. I just mm -hmm. did Nelly Chopper, Destroy Lonely, Homicide Gang. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm doing all these really big shows. Why am I not being like being, the first? Yep. I should be the go-to for a lot of open nerds when it comes to this show, you know? The yeah. City, you know? And, you know, that's the same way with like, you know, uh, Wave Chappelle. That's the same way with... Um, you know, other artists who are actually doing things in the community, not to, you know, knock anybody. Again, if I'm going to be speaking about bands, Social Sig, you know, you get like yeah. Dia Light, you get, you know, all these bands who really, uh, Garden Home, you know what I'm saying? You get all these bands killing it mm -hmm. and all these creatives doing their thing in the community here. And I just feel like, uh, you know, we can only offer so much, but again, it shouldn't be no reason why we're not being covered all the time. For sure. You know, like, like we really care about the music here. Well, shout out to everyone that did cover. Because, you know, yeah, shout getting out the word out. Um, but this is a career path that's very difficult. Yeah. Um, what is it teaching you? I need money. <laughs> and I need <laughs> more resources. Yeah. Because I also heard different takes on that, too, when I also brought that up. like, Because mm -hmm. I'm going to always look at everything from a different perspective. I'm not going to just look at it from my point of view. Um, when I'm not getting covered and it's not, like, always about me, that's fine. I, I'm not for everybody. I'm not always appealing. But also, labels do put the money in rotation to certain platforms mm -hmm. to continue to get these artists talked about. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I can't be too mad, but at the same time, I'm, I can be very frustrated with mm -hmm. the lack of, you know, I feel like, again, as a community, we lack interest in certain things going on. Again, it don't matter how many times I done said Kendrick Lamar's name, like if Kendrick Lamar dropped a diss song or a, a quote unquote AI verse today, Whoever is really a fan of them is going to be all on YouTube for it, Google searching it, searching. They're going to be looking for it because they want everything new to do with. Yeah. But if I'm not in the face yeah. or if I'm not being mentioned enough after I make an accomplishment or do something, that can really allow my buzz and what I'm doing to kind of die down. There's still people asking me like, yo, when the next time you performing at the rave? I don't even know the next time I'm performing at the <laughs> yeah. rave, but I would love to come in and do the rave for you guys because I know for a fact that there's people who are ready and waiting to see me perform at the rave because they come and told me at shows yeah. like Summer Solstice, at mm -hmm. uh, shows like uh, the Pusha T show, just DMing me, just letting me like they wanted to see me at a certain type of venue and stuff, and just it, you know I'm reaching out, but yeah. yeah. What do you feel, Milwaukee? Because you know you're deep in the music scene. Yeah. I mean, you're to me, you're you're. Up there, bro. Appreciate no that. doubt. Appreciate and that's coming from me. And, and, you know, I feel I have the grounds to say that. Thank you. You know, um, but what do you feel is missing in the music scene of Milwaukee? More uh, collaborations, more things happening with local artists. Again, I could be just shooting myself in the foot by even comparing Chicago so much, right? Mm -hmm. But again, 
or even Detroit. I can, you know, I could even say Big Sean and the Cash Doll or somewhere, you know. Yeah. But you can get in Chicago, G Herbo, who's from the streets, mm-hmm. collaborating with a Saba. Gotcha. Why are we not getting and again? This is just me, just shooting in the air, you know. Why are we not getting a Munch Lauren featuring uh, Wave Chappelle? Why are we getting a Munch Lauren featuring, you know what I'm saying? Say an artist because at the end of the day, it's it's about community. And again, when we bridge that, regardless of what the fans really want all the time, we literally continue to create an atmosphere for our community to grow and thrive in. Then it'll be a lot of people going, mm-hmm. bro, I didn't even know you were in this community. Oh, I wonder why. I can tell you why, because the only type of artist being talked about is this one scene. Mm-hmm. There's so many different scenes that make this scene, the music scene in Milwaukee isn't even 100% hip hop. Yeah. So it's like, for us to even act like, oh, you know, rap and hip hop is just it. That's the only thing in Milwaukee. Like, dude, it, it's so much to the music scene here that, like, if we did a lot more intertwining with communities, bro, we'd be able to really efficiently sell out crowds and really have people in rooms. And it'd be like the mixed genre build is the future. That's all I can say. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, you know, y- your your music career is 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 going is it's going up, and you know, with a lot of that, it gives a, a lot of time for reflection. Mm-hmm. What do you hope to be remembered when it's all said and done about your music and then what you've you've put out? Um, that I stayed true to what I'm into, but at the same time, I inspired more like me. Yeah. Um, what I wanted to end off with the rest of my career, let's, I was just watching an interview uh, with Kobe Bryant and Kendrick Lamar for, I think, Complex Con, and Kobe said something like, hey, uh, by the way, Kobe Bryant is my favorite basketball player of all there time. There you go, but, Kobe. Um, he, um, he said, after his 20-year career as a basketball player, um, 20 years after that, if the only thing he had accomplished was being mm-hmm. a professional basketball player, then he failed. And so to hear that is amazing because it makes you think you have a lot more to really do on this earth other than just your profession. So I do want to inspire people like me to do whatever they want and to actually believe in themselves, but it don't have to be through music. It can be if you are a creative of maybe art, like where you're drawing or maybe you're singing or maybe you're into music videos and stuff. If people don't really understand what you're into or your actual craft, I want you to still be able to believe in yourself and do what you're doing to trust the process. You know, gotcha. I want to be able to represent for more black sheep like mm-hmm. myself. You know what I'm saying? So that's just what I'm into. I'm into like uh, that at the end of my career being what it's worth. Gotcha. Where do you see yourself in the next five? In the next five, I see myself uh, signed to a deal. I, sign, I, I see myself successfully touring, selling out like. Four or five hundred people venues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see myself opening up for major artists, like on like their tour runs and stuff, and really kind of just traveling. And I see myself um, maybe in the city of Milwaukee, maybe uh, somewhere else on the horizon. But yeah. I'm 26, bro. I'm young. Yeah, you know, I'm doing a lot of things at a young age, and a lot of my peers are older. So yeah, I'm, I'm honored to have to be known so much from OGs of mine, but. I want to be able to be like them and being able to give back to somebody like me more resources that uh, they weren't able to because of the past history with the community of music here in Milwaukee. There you go. What advice would you give to aspiring artists? Um, my advice would be to work hard. Don't work too hard where 
you're exhausted and you fall out of love for this. Trust your ideas, believe in yourself, and take it one day at a time. There you go. You know, I, I've been we've been going almost an hour, but like I appreciate you coming on here. Um with every person that comes in interviews, takes time out their day, it's it shoots out this message of unity and just put going forward. Mm-hmm. Um this city has so much potential and you're a part of that. Yeah. Uh I truly appreciate you coming on, and dude, I'm I'm a fan, man. So wherever I know you performing, bro, I'll do my best to be there. It's a busy schedule these days for me, but um, in the in, in the most positive way, I can say keep grinding because it inspires me mm-hmm. and it inspires so many other. The music you write, it, you. it the meanings behind it, the messages behind it, I'm all for. You know, thank you. Um, Thank you for coming on. And um, with that, actually, before I say that, where can people reach you? On all streaming platforms, my name is Niall X Niall, N-I-L-E-X-N-I-L-E. The X is lowercase. Both of the N's are capitalized. Um, If you see me out in person, you can just call me Niall for short, like we're a family, like we cousins or something. But on all streaming platforms, and if you were to ever type my name in, everything is together. So do not space the X. It really irritates my soul. Uh, <laughs> Twitter, my name is uh, N-I-L-E-X, N-I-L-E-X, because I had a problem trying to get the original Nile X Nile for some mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's N-I-L-E-X, N-I-L-E-X on Twitter. Um, and, yeah, on all streaming platforms and even uh, YouTube. You find me as Niall X Niall. So, yeah. well, Niall, my guy, appreciate I you. appreciate you coming on here, sharing your time, talking to the people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. And uh, with that, man, spearhead out. <laughs>